0: Hello and welcome to Create Conversation. I'm Tobias Lever. Each episode features a conversation with successful creative minds from all areas of the industry. We'll be discussing their experiences and their work. I hope their advice will help to both inspire and encourage you to take the leap and make a career from being creative. For the last episode of the series, we have the amazing graphic artist Anthony Burrell. Anthony combines a knack for simplicity that packs a punch with analogue craft skills and powerful positive messages. Burrell frequently collaborates with other forward-thinking creatives across multiple disciplines spanning music, architecture, curation, education and more, pushing his traditional discipline of choice, letterpress printing, into bold new territories. Words, gentle humour, no-nonsense communication and people are at the heart of Burrell's practice and its distinctive brand of upbeat messaging. Its core DNA is one created through a long-standing passion for creativity without limitations, the power of simplicity and an innate curiosity about the world and people in it. Having grown up in Lancashire, Burrell went on to study graphic design at Leeds Polytechnic and completed an MA in graphic design at the Royal College of Art London. He now lives and works in the Isle of Oxney in Kent. I spoke to Anthony last year about his early days at uni, developing his style and the immediacy of social media, as well as some of his recent projects. Enjoy. So we're recording this today at Chelsea, and so I thought it'd be a good place to start by going back to your uni days. Okay. And the, uh, the Leeds and the Royal College. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how how was that?
1: Um it was a long time ago.
0: Yeah. Um, no, so, no computers.
1: Yeah, pretty, yeah, kind of analogue. Um so yeah, I was at Leeds from eighty six to eighty nine and then I went straight straight to the Royal College uh, from eighty nine to ninety one. So yeah, it was kind of um you know, I'd always wanted to go to art school and that experience and uh, Leeds, Leeds was just fantastic it was very kind of uh, free-flowing very um, yeah but we were kind of left alone to kind of do what we wanted to do really uh, and then so that was fantastic and then when I uh, got to the Royal College and it was a bit more structured mm. um, so we had briefs and stuff like that to deal with um, so I kind of found, found it quite a contrast from from MA to BA, but I think I think the MA was uh, it's definitely something that that's kind of shaped where I am now really.
0: Mm-hmm. I've I've heard you did um, a bit of sort of fine art and sculpture. Would you say that's yeah. kind of had any effect on your design work?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, well, when I was at college. Um, I think right back to foundation I was kind of um, I was really interested in kind of sculpture and painting and, and kind of just making things in general so I've always been uh, kind of fairly uh, fairly good with my hands you know so sort of, I'm quite good at DIY mm-hmm. good with the drill um, so those kind of skills I've always just been interested in really um, I didn't I didn't particularly want to do fine art. I wanted to do something that had uh, a job at the end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was always like, um, it's like, you know, where's what, what it all going to lead? Um, so I was, I was kind of conscious of, of kind of getting, um, kind of working, I suppose, like an artist, but kind of working within graphic communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of what I do now, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, how did you kind of find that jump from uni to, you know, working in the field?
1: Um, really difficult. Yeah, it took about five years before I kind of started to find my feet. Um, I got a few initial kind of jobs. I did, I did stuff at MTV um, and I did kind of bits of editorial stuff, things like that. But it was, very, it was very slow to kind of get going. And I think really I was kind of making work that was... God, I suppose, kind of so much of it of its own voice that it was maybe difficult to for people to commission it in those days.
0: Mm-hmm. So has that always been quite important to you, that your own sort of personal voice has shown through your work? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And it's kind of, yeah. I think because I've got, um, I kind of, I, you know, feel very strongly about things and I kind of... Um, I think the more you work commercially, the more you begin to understand how how visual communication is very important. Like, you know, it's it's vitally important. And and after um, maybe ten years of working commercially, I began to kind of question that. And you know, the 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 kind of thrill of working commercially began to kind of I began to become quite disillusioned with it. Really, so I wanted to kind of get back to making my own stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Now um there's there's one thing I really want to talk to you about, which is not necessarily something you're most known for, I would say, and that's your video work, mm. which yeah. I am a massive fan of. and I kind of I can't quite place it in the kind of how how that like how does that relate to yeah, and when when did you produce that that stuff?
1: Um, well, I've always been yeah been interested in moving image. so when was at the Royal college made a tape slide presentation. Mm-hmm. That was kind of very raw and kind of uh, kind of weird, so yeah. that that's what kind of got me the MTV stuff. Right, so that was kind of MTV. Yeah, exactly yeah, that time, right? yeah. So it's kind of like Flying Saucers and yeah,
0: yeah, because it some, it somehow has definitely your kind of yeah yeah something yeah. of you definitely in there, but it's yeah, very different yeah. to your yeah. album work as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and an an old friend of mine, Paul Playman, he's um. Amazing animator and, and kind of moving image uh, wizard, really. Mm. So I kind of work with him a lot, and uh, another friend of mine, Malcolm Goldie, who makes uh, sound. Mm. So uh, between the three of us, we, we kind of used to work more kind of as a, as a kind of team, doing kind of commercial stuff. But um, but we still kind of work on on kind of art films and, and kind of weird little bits. Mm. Yeah,
0: and there's. Um a few times you've more, more kind of directly combined your print-based stuff with kind of animation stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that be something you'd be keen to do more of?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. so. I'd, I'm, I'm just interested in doing lots of stuff, you know, and yeah, kind of yeah, getting yeah. involved in lots of different things. And I, I don't want to be, um, you, you know, it's really easy to be pigeonholed, especially mm. when you've got a very distinct visual style. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he, you know... Um, he does those letterpress posters. Yeah. But, you know, the, there's kind of, you know... The, so is
0: that something you're sort of quite consciously breaking, yeah, yeah. breaking down? Yeah, yeah.
1: Breaking um, Yeah. So, you know, the, um, the letterpress work that's I do is popular, and, yeah. it, you know, that's great. But it also gives me freedom to yeah. uh, kind of do other stuff, you know, just kind of uh, make, yeah,
0: yeah. make
1: records, that kind of thing. Yeah, I
0: was, I was going <laughs> to ask you if you felt that was kind of like... Um, you know whether there was like expectation put on you to do stuff you feel or you you feel it's kind of a positive that you can go on and do whatever you like
1: yeah I I just think I'm I'm in the kind of I'm in the situation now now where that I've always wanted to be really where I kind of um I can kind of just do projects that I'm interested in kind of work with you know a real range of people and and just have a be, be kind of quite flexible really I think that, that's the main thing and, and uh, yeah just, just do stuff that's, that's interesting and fun
0: mm-hmm. there's um, another sort of aspect to your work is quite political sometimes mm. like with your um, you know um, oil and water do not mix and your innocent targets projects and you've done some work with um, Kingston protest press and the college of fashion mm. to do with sort of protest and design yeah and I was I was wondering um in in sort of recent times with like the women's marches, there's been it feels like there's been a return to kind of very physical graphics in relation to you know politics. Mm, mm. I was wondering what, how you kind of felt about that.
1: Um, I've always I've always been interested in in that sort of direct mode of communication really. So very uh, very straightforward stuff, and you know kind of quite witty things and and kind of. Um, things that um, that you that kind of spark off a little idea in your head so you know it's, it's kind of um it's just it's just interesting stuff again it's kind of it's things that can you kind of connect and kind of make you think differently about things I suppose um, mm. but yeah I've kind of I've always kind of been interested in uh, specific kind of issues and and kind of you know getting Having having a, a comment about about stuff really, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think visual communication isn't isn't just about commerce, you know, it's about um, um, it's about communicating ideas, and you know, I think social media, you know, kind of helps spread. Well, you know, it kind of spreads ideas incredibly quickly, and it, and it's just kind of. I think it's having you work as part of that conversation and and kind of being yeah, being part of, of what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think the sort of immediacy of social media is sort of detrimental to the quality of some design work that's being produced and that, that you can just get out yeah. in a few hours after making
1: it? Or yeah, well, I think that's the beauty of it, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like you ha- I think you have to re, uh, rethink um, your ideas of quality and, you know, if an idea is really strong, then you know it instantly connects, I suppose it's like the the Jean julien uh, peace sign and the Eiffel Tower that you know became a massive viral you know over a weekend you mm. know it was in you know it's just stuff like that things that happen that um that just come out of nowhere really that um that suddenly seem to be everywhere you know for and in, and become part of visual language
0: mm would would you um ever consider you know designing say um something that was associated directly with like a political party or any sort of
1: yeah I've I've done stuff in the past I've done stuff for uh, hope not hate and right. um but I kind of it's I think my work's kind of political mm-hmm. th- you know kind of throughout throughout the the uh, the intention of it, really, that it you know it is about yeah. um, is about uh, how we we kind of treat each other as as yeah. people. I've heard it
0: described as positive propaganda. Yeah, yeah, I, good, yeah, yeah. I think
1: way. yeah, I think that's what, yeah. It's kind of it's just that idea that you know you kind of persuade people uh, and you kind of you you kind of you maybe just connect. You know through through a kind of visual idea, or you know it's kind of it's just connecting with people I think and not um you know not being particularly overt about um, specific moments it's just like a general feeling of you know there's another way of doing things and there's another mm. way of thinking and there's another way of of kind of uh, of kind of working you know as a, as a visual communicator
0: mm. um, so i I really love the story. Of how you got your um, your famous poster design of work hard and be nice to people because mm-hmm. I think it's such a great example of sort of keeping your eyes and ears peeled. Yeah. So you you're in the supermarket, you you? Yes. You were
1: yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's gone down in uh, in history now. Yes. <laughs> but it's it's kind of just one of those things. It's kind of it's about it's about yeah keeping your eyes and ears open all the time and and kind of just um just, uh, just kind of being alive and being part of the world and, and, and trying to, just trying to grab hold of things as, as you see them and, you know, like odd things like, you know, traveling, traveling on a train or on the tube, you know, you you know, like, uh, you just see odd, odd little kind of combinations of things that, that then, you know, could lead to something else.
0: And is it is it very? was there like a definitive moment where you could see, sort of, how big that particular piece or any or many of other of pieces have sort of blown up to such a scale. Yeah, I
1: suppose. Um, I suppose when it first started to become popular, and you kind of think, oh, that you know that's that's great. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of connecting with people how I kind of intended it to, and then suddenly it sort of develops the life of its own and it mm. becomes something else you know it becomes uh you know I suppose yeah just another part of part of the visual fabric yeah and and it you know it kind of is out of my hands in a way
0: yeah yeah I've, I've heard you speak about how um it would kind of be against the spirit of it to because you'd have to physically write like a Registered or trademark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Year. And that would just kind of yeah bring down the
1: whole yeah, yeah, idea yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's you know it's just an it's one piece of work that that was um that you know that became popular and you you never you know you can't allow for that you know you can't sort of think oh well you know if I do this this and this then this is going to happen you know you, mm-hmm. you it's kind of it it's more organic than that and I think yeah. it, it's about just uh you know just kind of plugging away and, and kind of you know doing your thing for years <laughs> yeah
0: so what what's your kind of current sort of setup in terms of how you work and your sort of studio setup
1: um well i uh, I've got my studio down in Kent um, and when I'm in the studio i'm I'm kind of I kind of work on my own most of the time uh, my wife works with me a couple of days a week and you know, she kind of helps run the studio, and you know, we we kind of chat about ideas, and mm-hmm. you know, just well, we're always talking about ideas together. Um, so yeah, most of the time I'm just in the studio, kind of uh, um, do my thing, really. You know, just kind of I, there's a real momentum as a, at the moment, especially. I think I'm I'm on a bit of a I feel like I'm yeah, kind of just moving along really nicely. There's like, I've got lots of nice projects coming up and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) But you also do like, um, you're involved in a lot of projects sort of all over the place Mm. in terms of like, you're involved in Birmingham design. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you find that kind of balance of, you know, being in studio and then doing all sorts of other stuff?
1: Um, Well, I travel a lot um, and I, uh, I give talks quite a lot. You know, mm-hmm. probably like one a month or something like that. And then yeah. this year I've got I've got about four or five trips planned already for different places. Um and it's just it's just brilliant. It's kind of part of part of mm-hmm. what I do really now. And, you know, it's kind of communicating the work and, and kind of just experiencing all that stuff. S- you know, standing up in front of people do,
0: do you find that came quite naturally to you that sort of side of it? Uh, no, not at all. No, but no, you sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's like
1: the yeah. I can't remember the first ever talk I did, but I'm sure it was pretty, um, pretty P and it's it's probably with um, a kind of slide projector as well. Right. Um, but yeah, you just you just kind of um, it's kind of part of being a designer. You know, you, you, yeah. you know, you kind of. You know, personally I I like to get out and you know, get out of the studio and do different things and mm-hmm. experience different stuff and you know, it all kind of feeds into into the work and you know, that experience of of meeting different people. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool.
0: I guess it goes back to the the supermarket story of yeah, just yeah. experiencing the world. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, being a, yeah, being a, a kind of magpie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so I'm interested in your your new book look and see and that's a kind of compilation of all sorts of stuff you've collected mm, that mm. kind of thing um so how was that as a process of putting that together
1: uh well, it started off a couple of years ago um i've I've got a big collection a big uh I call it an archive, but it's just loads of boxes of stuff, really. Is it very organised or very... Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, it's quite messy, but we're in boxes. So you open a box and there's, like, loads of stuff in there. And things that I've picked up and things that I've collected or, um, yeah, things that I've found. Just, like, interested in bits and bobs and uh, sketchbooks full of stuff. I've got sketchbooks from when I was at college. Mm. So, you know, ancient... Ancient bus tickets and mm. stuff like that. So I wanted to kind of um, kind of delve through through all this stuff and kind of edit out some interesting bits. And so I began scanning things. And first of all, I was going to just put it on Instagram as a, as a kind of thing, and then maybe make a book out of it. And then I uh, spoke to a friend of mine, John Bland, who's a designer, and he was like, "Oh, we can make a nice website out out of it." Mm. So we worked on a website together and launched it, and there was. It started off with it was like one hundred and fifty scans of of kind of odd bits, and it's just like a visual kind of resource, really. Mm. And so I was kind of adding to that, and it it kind of it it felt really interesting. It was kind of nice, nice, and I was kind of scanning things in and putting stuff out and then I got in touch uh, this guy Darren Wall got in touch with me and he said you know would you like to make a book out of all this material and I said that yes that sounds like Mm. a great idea so we kind of uh, so we developed a book together Uh, Mm. so uh, that it was through Thames and Hudson and they were launching a a kind of crowdfunding platform called Volume Mm -hmm. so it was like a, a kind of offshoot of Thames and Hudson so we kind of worked on the Kickstarter, you know, it's kind of Kickstarter model for that, and then launched it all, and then after, I think, about three months, it kind of achieved its target, so we started making it then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so, yeah, from start to finish, it took about a year to make the book. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Would you say your kind of, your taste in the things you've collected over the years has sort of changed, or do you feel you've always had a kind of very... Good idea of the kind of things that kind
1: of catch your eye. From that yeah, I'm quite consistent about the stuff I collect. Yeah, 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 you know, it's kind right. of quite um, kind of like interesting typefaces and, mm. and kind of bits of graphic ephemera and kind of weird stuff. You know, odd things. You know, yeah. ju- just stuff that is kind of, I suppose, uh, yeah, on the margins. I like things you know on the margins or on the boundaries between between different things. Mm. So yeah.
0: Would would you say that kind of interest in all that type of stuff is what, kind of on the whole, meant that you've kind of stayed analog throughout all your most of your work? Yeah, yeah. Just that kind of love for the kind of tactility. Of
1: yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm kind of. Um, I was quite resistant about computers, you know. So I didn't get a computer for years. I was kind of, uh, you know, I was quite happy using the photocopier to make stuff, and then gradually, I think it was when the iMac came out. I I got an iMac and it was like, oh, I've just been an idiot for the past five years. I should have got one much sooner. What
0: was your sort of relationship like now with computers?
1: um, Well, I um, I suppose the main thing I use them for is uh, uh, just kind of putting everything together, you know, and kind Mm -hmm. of uh, creating stuff. I think uh, I kind of, I still use it with my kind of analog brain. Yeah. Um, so I don't particularly sit down at a computer and kind of sketch things out. I kind of um I kind of have an idea of what I'm gonna do before I sit down and do stuff. Um but yeah, I just love the fl- flexibility of it and that you can, you know, have more than one colour. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and for for your sort of commercial work that you do um, bits and pieces mm. are you very kind of selective about the brands because because um, you've got such a kind of strong identity of your own yeah yeah it, it must be kind of a tough choice on who you want to kind of give a piece of that to in a way.
1: yeah and it's kind of getting even harder really it's kind of um I'm kind of less and less um, uh, interested in working with commercial clients because you know there is a a le- level of compromise that you have to sort of agree to and it's kind of you know no matter no matter what the client is they still have the things that they want to achieve and it's not necessarily what you want to, to have in the work so I suppose yeah I'm kind of if I kind of work with somebody it has to be 100% on my terms and if i, I had a kind of couple of experiences recently where I've kind of started working on projects and and it's kind of I've kind of realised that it's not it's not going to work. So yeah. yeah, have to kind of rethink. it. Yeah, pull out. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to end by asking you a question. Mm. I'm sure you've been asked a million times. Yeah. But that is what what would be your advice to young creatives?
1: Um, I th- well I have been asked a million times but I think hopefully I've always given a consistent answer it's kind of uh, it's just to kind of get on with stuff really and you know just to um, you know just to get involved and be excited and kind of create things and make stuff and, and not necessarily wait for clients to come knocking you know kind of create your own work and create your own connections with people Um you know and it's always I think it's always people who succeed who are the ones who kind of give a lot to the community as well you know I'm talking about the design community that it's kind of I think you have to be kind of part of it and you have to you know you have to take time to um, connect with people and yes yeah, I think just kind of um, just expecting things to come to you is yeah it's not going to that's not going to happen. It's not going to work like that. So, you have to kind of go out and, yeah, do, make stuff, you know, make connections yourself.
0: So, that was the final episode of the series with Anthony Burrell. You can follow him on Instagram at Anthony Burrell and find his work at anthonyburrell.com. I want to say a big thank you to all of our guests and all of you for listening and showing so much support. I also wanna say a big thank you to Rory Brown for editing and producing Create Conversation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at create underscore convo, and see you for series two.